With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see. The runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia. The power behind your power. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Pink Lemonade of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me as always this morning is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yep. Uh, to everybody waiting for our podcast on Thursdays, um, sorry, it's, it is a little late, but we're getting it to you, so that's a good thing. We are the Pink Lemonade of Fantasy Football Podcast. Because we're the exact same thing as regular lemonade, it's just the pink is just for show. It doesn't make a difference. It looks, it tastes the exact same as lemonade. Just yeah. uh, I, actually, I don't even get the pink lemonade part. Is it just for kids? It if you're an adult, you're not ordering pink lemonade, are you? Uh, what? It does not taste the same. That's one. Pink, pink lemonade is the exact same, bro. It is not. High the high C lemonade thing, the pink lemonade. You get it like yes. KFC? exact same as regular lemonade. It's in your head, man. Okay. Second of all, like strawberry lemonade and yes. like those are like fan, like way better than regular lemonade. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Strawberry lemonade, yes. But pink, pink lemonade, lemonade is, is just regular lemonade but for kids. Is actually, so it's like a little bit more, isn't it like a little bit more uh, tart and sour? I don't think so. I don't I think, think it's so. worse. If you're over if you're worse. over 11 years old, you need to be drinking regular lemonade. If the restaurant only has pink lemonade, you're better off just ordering Why are you else. condescending about everything we talk about? <laughs> I don't know. If you I think, if I you toast your toast your bread in this way, it's wrong. If you pour your Okay, for it is wrong. But uh <laughs> if you pour your milk before your cereal, you might be a cereal killer. Pun, yeah. Pun intended. All right. Uh, today, guys. Please find we, a different drop. <laughs> today, guys, we are talking about uh, some targets. Really, uh, a lot of our conversation is going to deal with some uh, running back issues, maybe comparing some running backs, carries, and touches for not only last week, but we're going to talk about some uh, for the. Um, 
for the entire season. By the way, Christian, hold on. Breaking news here. Uh, Mike Williams of the San Diego or of the Los Angeles Chargers is expected to play this week. Very, very sneaky. I'm not sure what kind of impact he's going to have this week, but uh, man, I like Mike Williams a lot. I think he can really turn this offense around. Like he can really help uh, Philip Rivers here. Okay. Okay. I think it's too early. Perhaps. Perhaps. It's too uh, early. Be- can I get that be- drop for myself? What? The thing, thing, the news. I just forget it. Move on. Ah, okay. Uh, Willie Sneed says that the Saints are slowly working him back from his injury. Nice. Not nice. Uh, it's bad. If you're a Willie Sneed owner. Yeah. This- well, I told you not to own Willie Sneed, didn't I? Fair enough. <laughs> his season is quite a mess right now. It is. And uh, I told you. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Before we get started, guys, I really want to – there's three things I want to talk about, and then we'll get right into the fantasy. Uh, One, don't forget hashtag five-minute member. Uh, If you see us tweet anything within five minutes, if you respond, we're compiling a list of all these people that are doing this – that are hitting us back within five minutes, replying to us on Twitter with a hashtag five-minute member, and you're going to be put in a pool to win a T-shirt. So – and you could – be entered as many times as you want. So the more times you do it, the better chance you have. I'm not sure if we can do it every week, once every couple weeks. We do have some shirts remaining, so maybe every week until then. I don't know. But five-minute member, if you really want to make sure that you get to that, make sure you turn on your notifications on Twitter. It's pretty easy to do. Um, I think there's a little drop-down that just says turn on notifications for Easy Fantasy, and bam. Uh, you can bam. Bam. Uh, two more Shirt things. In it. Because I said three things. So one, one other thing. The Amazon stuff, if you guys are going to buy anything off Amazon, make sure you go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. There's a little link for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Click that. It goes to Amazon like normal, and you can order whatever you want, and then it just helps out the podcast. We'll use it to, you know, the it's a very small commission that we get based off of your order, but we'll use it to help out the podcast, maybe get some different equipment or whatnot, so... Last thing is decals. If you guys want a free decal, I am shipping them off very soon. I owe a ton of people decals. The list is building, and I have way too much work to do. Um, but I do have the decals. That's the decals right there. No, that's uh, the secret so. sound of the day. <laughs> Hold on. Let's take caller, caller number one. <laughs> no, what we're not doing that <laughs> Damn it. I wanted to do it the other way around today. <laughs> All right. Um so yeah, that's the three things I want to talk about today. Christian, <laughs> do you want to do? Do you want to do that on the live show tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Let's do See that. if people <laughs> listen and try to have them guess what the secret sound. Oh yeah, is. that's good. We're gonna have a secret sound. Uh, live show, by the way, tomorrow seven thirty Eastern time. Uh, we will post it on all social media. The phone number to call in and how to listen live. PM. And we'll also post it on our website later today. On I Thursday, will not be so. doing a show at seven thirty in the morning. No, seven thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Christian, mm-hmm. uh, let's start with the news. All right. I really hate that job. <laughs> first first piece of news. Tyler Eifert to undergo season-ending back surgery. Yep. So, uh, I mean, Tyler Eifert has been hurt several, I mean, multiple times in his career already. Right. And that's why his draft stock was low to begin with. 
Because mm-hmm. we're not sure ever if he's healthy or not. It sucks right. for him. Yep. Next piece of news. Devin Funches is expected to play tonight. I know yeah. he was uh, limited this week. Uh, missed practice on Tuesday. Uh, but he's going to play tonight, Thursday night football. So yeah. keep an eye on Funches is the target leader on the uh, Panthers right now. I prefer him over any other pass catcher on the Carolina Panthers. By the way, going back to the Eifert news, Croft has filled in pretty admirably. I think he's a, probably a top 12 tight end rest of season. Uh, very well could be. Good take. You're just going to do this stupid-ass drop for every piece of news? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Travis Kelsey owners, myself included, be ready for the potential of he might not play this Sunday. He's still in the concussion protocol, missed practice again on Wednesday. He's going to probably be a true questionable toss-up in the air for week six. Um, Stay tuned, because if he doesn't practice Thursday or Friday, he's not cleared by then, you're likely going to have to find another option. Yep. Deontay Thompson was released by the Bears. That's That's your boy, isn't it? Yep. Do you have the loser game show sound? Nope. Stop it. (laughs) I just want to move on. (laughs) Dude, I am so disappointed. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, he led the team in targets uh, for a game, at least. Um, He has skills. He's fast. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know if the Bears know what they're doing. I mean, I have one more piece of news, and it's not really... Important. It's just that uh, Stefan Diggs also missed practice on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, by the way, we get all our news from Player Line. If you guys aren't familiar with that app, get familiar with it. Uh, basically, it aggregates all the news from all different sources and puts it all in one app. It's pretty cool, and you get notifications and stuff. So if you want to stay up to date, um, mm-hmm. it's it's a good way to do it. I like it a lot. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, before we do want to move on, I want to do something because I'm pretty humble. I don't. I don't suck on my own dick very often. Sure, sure, of course not. But um, nah, I just suck on my dick. Suck on my own dick, man. Hey, I suck on my own. You're gonna dick. play so, the what? How long are you gonna play this drop for? Jesus Christ! Well, I don't, I don't want to cheat people and just play some of it. Uh, so we are expert rankers on Fantasy Pros. Oh God, Christian is um published expert ranker uh from his good performance last year. Uh, so kudos to him. But this week, just to let you know, your boy, Mr. Uh, Mister, For Sure, Dale DeMont, was number 12 among all rankers on Fantasy Pros last week ranking. So I'm Should on I it. say wow or something? Huh? Should I say wow? Yeah, you should say, hey, good, good job, Dale. Good job, Dale. Rep- representing ESF well. Can I get the news drop one more time? Breaking news. Dale is still sucking on his own penis. <laughs> All right. Let's get right into some of the um, some of the targets, some of the stuff, some of the just quick notes I pulled out. I'm not sure if this is going to be a quick episode or not. Sometimes I outline this stuff, and I think it's going to be a 20-minute episode. It ends up being an hour. So um, we're going to try to give you some of the relevant targets and uh carries and touches whatever you want to call it but um we're i'm going to just go past guys like 
Melvin Gordon and you know Le'Veon Bell. We know about those. I I pull out some stuff that I thought was interesting. Okay. Starting off, and this is in really no particular order here, uh, but starting off, Andre Ellington. He surprisingly oh leads all running backs with forty targets this year. Is that surprising to you? I and mean, that's kind of it, kind of sneaky a little bit, isn't it? Uh, when you have fourteen and ten over the last two weeks, um, you know that'll do that. Yeah, yeah. He had actually uh, shared the same amount of targets as. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Larry Fitzpatrick. So Fitzgerald, Fitz. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what did I say? Fitzpatrick? Larry Fitzpatrick. <laughs> it's horrible. That's Ryan's long lost cousin. <laughs> oh my God! That's horrible. Quickly see if I can Google Larry Fitzpatrick. Larry Fitzpatrick. See if that's a person that exists. <laughs> of course. Larry Fitzpatrick is a former NFL defensive lineman. See, that's who I was thinking about. Played two seasons. Yeah. Nope. Um, not NFL. Canadian football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, pay, I yeah. watch a lot of Canadian football. Yeah, he uh, played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yep. Go, go Tiger Cats. Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, I want to talk about a little bit Buck Allen, Javorius Allen. Why, we can't figure out what to call him. It's just so much easier to call him a Buck Allen, but everybody else calls him Jaforius Allen, and sometimes it's Bu- his nickname is Buck. You're just saying that because you have issues saying Javorius. <laughs> uh, he had 21 carries last week, led the team. Alex Collins had 12 carries. We thought it would be a little more of a share than that, but it wasn't. Buck Allen is the running back to own here with or without Terrence West, right? Uh, he's the the running back to own, and I, I said this, but not because he's always going to lead the backfield in carries. He's always going to lead the backfield in catches. Right. Until Danny Woodhead maybe comes back. Right. Which, keep an eye out for that, but not like I believe in Woodhead. But he no. he might he'll, he might come back if towards the end back, of the season. If he comes back, say, what happens if he comes back week 12, just in time for the fantasy playoffs? It just messes up the rest of the backfield. <laughs> that backfield is annoying as it is, and it's always going to be annoying because that's just how they do it. If they had no one else, they would sign three guys and just distribute the work between them. Like That's just how they do that backfield. Right. Uh, they could have fucking Adrian Peterson in their prime, and they would still give him 40% of the workload. Right. Like That's just how they do their work there. So yeah. even if Woodhead comes back, not really something that's interesting to me. Um, just Javoris Allen for the time being, since he's getting both some carries and all the passing work, um, not all the passing work, but most of the passing work, um, is the, the one interesting guy there for me. Right. Okay. Uh, next thing, it's not very surprising, but I thought it'd be, it's at least worth mentioning, uh, especially with Charles Clay out of uh, Buffalo right now. LaShawn McCoy leads all Bills players in targets and touches. Obviously, touches is no no brainer, but he leads all Bills in targets as well. That is interesting. That's very interesting. It's cr- it's a little crazy. And it it just shows, I mean, LaShawn McCoy is the I am going to go out on a limb here and say he's the only offensive player besides Tyrod Taylor in deep two quarterback leagues that you want to own. I mean, even Jordan Matthews seemed okay. Right. But, 
you know, he's banged up. We don't know what the status, when he's going to get back and if he's healthy, but LaShawn McCoy is going to get his every single game. Yep. All right. A lot of work. You just hope he doesn't break down. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. He had 18 carries last week. He definitely is the running back in Carolina. But Christian McCaffrey is second among all running backs and targets. And we already said it. Andre Ellington was first. McCaffrey is second. He's getting over seven targets a game. Uh, Jonathan Stewart did have 18 carries, but only 21 yards last week on those 18 carries. So it wasn't very productive. But I expect that number to stay around 15 carries. 15 to 18 is probably where he's going to be. Do you agree? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, 18 on the high end, uh, probably I'd say 14, 16. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. Still plenty of work, for I think, for both. Um, you wish it would be more if you were a McCaffrey owner. You're happy with the with his production, with his work, I mean, in PPR, but you would hope that he would be a little bit more productive and maybe get some more carries, but seems like they're going to give a lot of that work to Jace Stu. Uh, next up is Jordan Howard. Uh, I hate that you wrote Jay Stu on this uh, on this show doc that we have because then I said Jay Stu out loud <laughs> and I sound like a total douchebag because I said Jay Stu instead of Jonathan Stewart. Uh, Jay How for the- <laughs> Jay, Jay How, and then uh, then we'll talk about Jay Mix. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Jay How had 19 carries last week. Really, no love for Tariq Cohen here in the last couple of weeks. Cohen hasn't really been much. It looks like they're more and more confident with Jordan Howard. They know that they know what they have there with Jordan Howard, and they're going to use him. It, he just had a slow start. It seems like he's going to be a solid, at least RB two for the rest of the year. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm starting to think more and more that the love for Cohen in early season was based off of just a combination of two things here: that he was very productive in the past game in Week One, yep. and that Howard was banged up. In week two. Yeah. And that's the only reason Cohen was even really involved much. So, man, uh, I think I'm going back to liking Jordan Howard a lot for the rest of the season. Yeah, me too. And I had a predicament this week. I had to trade away Jordan Howard because I was kind of stacked on running back and I really needed a quarterback. So I traded Jordan Howard for Russell Wilson. And as soon as I did, I was like, man, I still believe in Jordan Howard, though. But uh, just team needs. Well, we'll get into trading and stuff. Maybe uh, was maybe that a two quarterback f- league? Yes. Okay. Super yeah. flex league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So okay. not horrible. Not, not terrible. But I do still believe in Jordan Howard. It made me uncomfortable. Uh, Jay Mix. He led the Jay Bengals Mix. with 15 carries. Hill. Okay. Uh, wasn't really a factor. Not, he only played still not 11 good with snaps. those carries. I'm sorry. Still not good with them. No. But he. he he's getting the work. And he's going to continue to get the work. Hill only played 11 snaps. And Giovanni Bernard is boomer bust. He did play 21 snaps, but Mixon was the leader on the on the Bengals. Right. So, I'm not uh, sure how much that means at all this year. No, but if you're going to roster any of them, it's going to be Mixon. Okay. I'll play Mixon on a good matchup. He's RB. He's flex worthy most weeks. RB two in good matchups. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. 
Christian, we were talking about him a little bit off air before uh, earlier today. But he had 16 carries. Duke Johnson is slowly, like, this hype train is gaining a ton of momentum here. Duke Johnson had 83 yards on just nine touches. Just uh, speak thinking out loud, you got to add a train drop. Uh, okay, I uh, will add that. No, I'm just saying, not not in this show. I mean, for the f- for future reference. Yeah, oh. No, but a, like a drop, not you. Do. No, no, that was a drop. That was you. professional. That wasn't me. We just record you and then use that as the drop, <laughs> and then people will not know if it's you doing it live or an actual drop. Here, here, let me let me push the button here. Thank you for that, Dale. Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and Duke Johnson is seventh in the league among running backs, averaging uh, six, a little over six targets per game. I'll say this: um, <laughs> for as much as I believed in Duke, um, Crowell's not going away, and Duke's not going to continue to score every week. He's actually a guy that I'm not very comfortable starting with, and I see people just plugging him in. Like, it's all good into their lineup. Um, I'm playing Duke Johnson this week, and I'm pretty happy about that. Duke's going against Houston, and I think that's a mistake. Like, if you're going to start Duke Johnson this week, if it's a non-PPR, like you're in a standard league, I think that's a mistake. And I'm the biggest Duke Johnson proponent probably in in fantasy football. Um, I said that he's probably going to catch more passes this year than he ever has, and he, you know, he's been a 50... 55 catch guy um but i don't like him this week and i think you should be worried about him moving forward because he's not typically this touchdown guy that he's been the last three weeks yep uh are you you're benching crowell until he does something right <laughs> yeah he's worth he had every he had every opportunity to do something last week and didn't really show me enough to to make me feel like i can trust him at all Yep. He'll probably blow up on my bench, but that's fine. And I'll say this again, just because we don't talk about the Browns very often. Do not believe that the Browns have a good run defense. Play Lamar Miller with confidence this week. Okay. They've done um, good against running backs this, this year so far, but don't believe in them. I just had to throw that in. Um, Matchup adjusted. Um, they are... 13th in the NFL. So right in the middle of the pack. Um but they're still they're, they're top good. they're top half. Um but yeah, they're it's not a it's not a great matchup. It's not a terrible matchup. Right. Okay. Uh let's talk a little bit about the Lions backfield. Abdullah had ten carries, which sucks, but don't forget he only had three in the second half of last game. So he was on pace for, you know, maybe fifteen carries for the game before the second half. I, I still like Abdullah, and I am starting him. Uh, I think I don't think that these last couple games that where he's done fairly well um, is a fluke. I still like Abdullah, okay. and I'm starting him if I can. Okay. Flex-worthy for sure. If he's your third running back, you're starting him. And I also want to mention really quick about the wide receivers, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. Split eight carries apiece last week. Any, uh, are you liking Marvin Jones at all anymore? Um, 
Not really. I, I know he was productive a little bit to start the season. I, I can't I can't buy in just yet. That offense is pretty inconsistent right now, even though they they seem like they want to keep chucking the ball a ton. I feel like I can't trust it, man. Yeah. You really you can't you can't expect a good week from, from anybody. Golden Tate will get his most weeks in PPR, but um eight targets was the season high for Jones. He started the season with those, you know, a, a touchdown in each of the first two games. He's playing pretty much all the snaps, which is the one good thing that you can say. Yeah, he's out there all the time, which is half the battle with getting getting targets. He's missing, out there. you know, two or three snaps a game. That's it. Uh, snap percentage uh, throughout the season, 95, 90, 97, 91, 95, 94 is his average for the season. Um, that's That's great. But you'd like to see more than these reception numbers for the first four games, two, one, three, two. Only versus Carolina with those six catches did you finally see something that's maybe, you know, something. But you got New Orleans this week. Maybe you trust them against New Orleans. But after that, you got a bye week. So <laughs> um, he's a guy that maybe you have for a week. And uh, I'm not sure you're super happy with him. And um you know, he's going to have a couple of good games, I think, from here on out rest of the season. Uh, maybe New Orleans is one of them. But, you know, I don't think there's enough volume there to, to be happy with it. Yeah. Uh, as far as Abdullah, I know a lot of people uh, talk about Amir Abdullah and uh, his inefficiency in the red zone. But it's actually not too bad. I mean, he's gotten over 65% of his team's carries inside the five-yard line. And uh, same same goes for inside the 10-yard line. So it's not like they just bench him as soon as they get into the red zone. Right. Um, So that's kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, a false narrative. But that's what it is. Uh, Like like you just mentioned about the the defense for uh, for Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second there to figure out what I wanted to say. Yeah, Cleveland. That team. Okay, let's move on. I do want to mention that even uh, Amir Abdullah has more percentage of the rushes inside the five than Ty Montgomery does. So, just FYI. I don't know if that's surprising or not, but I just wanted to mention that. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, in this, I found this interesting. I don't know if you would. Devontae Adams is averaging more than Jordy, more targets than Jordy Nelson is this year. Just by about a target a game. Okay. That's that is surprising, but man, I told you guys buy Devonte Adams. Yes, I like Devonte Adams a lot. He Can't led get him cheap anymore though. He led the NFL with eleven targets. That's not right. Last week, no. Uh, he led the team with eleven targets last week, and he That's... was one of only ten with ten plus targets last week. So he's he's up there in the uh, with all the rest of the high-targeted, high-volume wide receivers. hes I don't think he's playing the second fiddle. I don't think he's the true number two in Green Bay. Um, I think in terms of just overall production, he might be the two by the end of the year. But, yeah, in terms of volume, he's hes right up there. Um, He has a total of, what, uh, 39 targets on the year? Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. So here's his target numbers. Um, 7, 10, 6, 5, 11. 
Those are pretty good. Yeah. You look at that, he's averaging about eight targets a game. Yeah, not bad. So that's that's nice. And I like Jordy that. Nelson hasn't gotten over 10 targets yet for the season per week. All right. Okay. Next up, uh, I do want to talk really quick about Lamar Miller. Like I said, I'm starting him this week against Cleveland. But he had 15 carries to Foreman's four. Earlier in the season, people were kind of getting freaked out over Foreman taking over the role, saying that Miller sucked and that Foreman was going to take it. And there was some coach speak saying that Foreman uh, was awesome, blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. It's Miller's it's Miller's role right now. And Foreman doesn't even pose a threat. Um, I agree. Mm. Thanks for agreeing. I agree. Okay. The longer this season goes on, the more I think it's going to be Lamar Miller's role. I don't think he's a super effective running back. Um, but I do think he's a super safe running back. Yeah. Foreman, definitely a handcuff to own. Okay. But, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Because I think, I do he has, think he's good, but it's yeah. Miller's team. All right. Uh, one thing to mention, Frank Gore, he had 14 carries compared to Marlon Max nine. Marlon Mack kind of broke out last week and was a, definitely a top waiver wire pick uh, for the week. Gore still out carried him. Is this going to continue, or is Mack going to slowly take over? What are your What's your prediction here? I don't think Mack's going to take over, but I think, um, and they even said this out of Indy, he's earned more work. And so we might see just a, a lessened workload for Frank Gore. Um, you know, God bless his soul. He's, he's ancient, and uh, Lord knows that he, uh, he could use a lessened workload. Yes. Is that too mean? No, I get it. Okay. He's out there on a fucking, you know, with a little stroller with the tennis balls at the bottom. <laughs> and that for the Rams, the Rams wide receivers, Cup, Woods, and Higby all shared uh, the high target for the week with eight apiece. I kind of feel like Jared Goff is going to be one of these quarterbacks that's going to spread the ball around a lot and be really efficient. I think it's going to continue. I I think I like Cooper Cup out of all those more than uh than woods or higby yeah yep. uh i agree that might be uh i'm looking for like names for fantasy football biases here but uh is that like the rookie love bias we tend to like the new fresh shiny Probably. thing maybe maybe but um, is just he's good man i really like him and i think he has a chance to really shine maybe not this year i mean jared Goff is still kind of learning the game as well so I think I mean, years to come. Dynasty pretty Valley. much the the target numbers for Woods and Cup are almost identical through through the first uh, first four games. Woods has thirty tar- five games. Woods has thirty targets. Cup has twenty nine. So yeah, are we just are we just thinking that that Cup is going to be more productive with those targets moving on? Um, well, he hasn't been going crazy, but I think. Moving forward, I just I believe in Cup a little bit more to break out from the pack. All right, we're cupping it. Uh, I agree with you, by the way. Okay, I'm just you know giving you some shit about sure. it. That's all. No. I agree with you. I get it. Uh, Jarek McKinnon to Latavius Murray. Man, Latavius Murray looked really good at the beginning of the game. I was watching and saying, man, like Murray just he looks. I don't know if he is. He looks a little thinner, but um. 
and he okay. looks a little faster than he did in Oakland. I don't know if it was the jerseys or what, but Jerry McKinnon still outcarried Murray sixteen to twelve. Okay, that's gonna <laughs> that's going to flip. Yeah, just wait for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think McKinnon has a lot of value in PPR. He's definitely a playmaker. He's athletic. Xavius is not healthy yet. That's the issue. I'm sorry. I don't think I don't think McKinnon is special at all. I kind of do. At all. I think I think he's a really good athlete. I mean, his the numbers blinded, the metrics say it. You're blinded by the uniform. You think he's Peterson. <laughs> Maybe. He is not. Maybe. The only special running back in that team uh is on IR. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he, he's not he's not cook special, but well, it only took me two lines to get you to change your change look, your opinion. No, no, no. I'm just look. He's not cup. I know that, but I think he is. I think he's very athletic, and he can definitely help this offense. And in a PPR format, I think he'll continue to get to get passes thrown his way. But Murray, the the way he looked in the beginning of the game, at least, if he continues to look like that, he'll he'll steal more and more carries from McKinnon. Okay. All right. And McKinnon really wasn't anything special before that long touchdown run. I mean, he would, he's, you know, obviously he did well, but he was, it wasn't eye popping before that touchdown run. Okay. All right. Let's go right into the crazy uh, backfield of the New England Patriots. Mike Gillisley led the team with 12 rushes for 51 yards. Man, he's still averaging over four yards a carry, which is bright, like the baseline of. Good efficiency and bad, and he had 4.3 yards per carry. It is worth right. mentioning that uh, James White outsnapped him and had nine targets. Um, yeah, and that might have been kind of a uh, – Mike Gillis, he's a tricky guy. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how, what to believe in him because Tampa Bay's run defense has been decent, um, and I'm not sure if this is just a game flow thing. Um, it's just a Patriots thing. It's it's difficult to know when to trust their running backs. Yeah. We saw Gillisley start the season so hot, but really, I mean, that first game was just, you know, three touch. It's it's beautiful. It's three touchdowns. You're psyched about that. But it was 15 carries for 45 yards, three yards carry. Um, it's not like you got a ton of work. But then he followed up the next week, 69 yards and another touchdown. Great. Um Last three weeks, exactly the same workload. 12 carries, 12 carries, 12 carries. No catches on the year whatsoever. Right. He does not catch the ball. So well, the but, 24 snaps, you knew he's going to be running the ball. And the week before, 18 snaps, his snap percentage is very low. Yeah. Um. Well, so are we just basing our love for him off of the first couple weeks where he scored those touchdowns? Well, he's he's put on the field for a reason. They don't put him on the field if they're not going to run him, you know? So I'm not too worried about the snap counts. That's just what the Patriots do. If they're going to put him on the field, they're going to rush, you know, they're going to they're going to rush the ball. And if they're not, they're going to put in somebody else who's going to catch the ball. <laughs> so is it predictable? Probably. And hey, I mean, Bill checks a better coach than I am, so whatever. But yeah, I mean when he's on the field, he carries the ball. It's not like, you know, other teams where, you know, they're, they're using the same running back to run and to block and, you know, run out of the backfield sometimes. They don't do that. They know Mike Gillsley is not going to catch the ball, so they don't put him out on passing downs. 
Hogan did lead okay. the team with 11 targets. Yeah. Um. So what are you doing with the with with Gillisley moving forward? In a standard league, because PPR, I think he's like borderline never playable in PPR. Right. Right. Uh, I'm playing Mike Gillisley when I think the, the problem is with the Patriots too. They always have the opportunity to score, right? I mean, their offense is so potent that any given time, any it does it doesn't really matter about the defense that he's playing because his points aren't going to come from the 80 to 100 yard games. His points are going to come from how many times are they going to get inside the 10 or 5 yard line. And right. with the Patriots, that happens often. So it does. So it's are you going to gamble and hope that they are going to get into the you know inside the 10 or 5? Often, and if you think that, start Gillisley because he's going to get a couple touchdowns. You're not going to yeah, you're not going to get saved by him by his yardage. He's, I think because of uh, you know the the emergence, I guess, of Hogan. There's it's not going to be Legarrette Blunt 2.0. We're not going to see you know an 18 touchdown season because there's going to be that additional you know several of those those rushing touchdowns that might have happened last year are going to be one yard touchdown passes. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's, it, and the Patriots offense is just different from what it was last year. So he's a guy that I think you can flex every single week. Um, and you know, half of the time he'll hit and the other time, the other half he won't. Chris Hogan has gotten nine targets inside the 20 yard line. And that, that accounts for almost 30% of the team's targets. Thank you for backing up what I just said. You're welcome. It, hey, I appreciate it. These are just numbers, man. No, yeah, it works. It helps. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. I mean, I'm not lying. I know you're not lying. I think the numbers just make it sound like you know what you're talking about. I'm helping oh, well. you out. Damn, Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. There's just a couple guys I want to talk about before we finish this up. Uh, Hyde and Brita. Carlos. And, uh, yep, Brita. Not Brito. Brita. Yeah, Brita. Brito did not out-touch Hyde. Brita. Out-touch myself. <laughs> uh, basically, they're just saying weird. they're going to use a hot-hand approach. Mm. Not good for Hyde owners. Only good for the kitchen. Yes, the hot-hand approach is good for the kitchen. You ever use the hot-hand approach in the kitchen? That crowd's kind of mean. <laughs> that's that's what our live crowd. show audience sounds like. <laughs> that's what all of our audience sounds like. Uh, what are you doing with Hyde the rest of the season? Um, starting him? Like, what else are you going to do with him? Yeah. Um, he's a middle-of-the-road RB2. Yeah. I mean, he is, uh, he is DeMarco Murray. He is Mark Ingram. Um, I know this was one really rough week, but he's been pretty decent. Like, I don't know. He's probably a guy that as long as he's healthy, you put in there with most, you put in there with pretty good confidence. Yeah. He's averaging four and a half yards a carry. Um, he's averaging 10 fantasy points per game, and that's a ten, almost 11 fantasy points per game. Let me clarify that. 
Um, so obviously you have the the one big week against LA on Thursday night that skewed it in the positive direction. Uh, 84 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, also three catches on that game for 10 yards. Yeah. Uh, but then you have the one game that skews it in the negative direction with his 1.8 fantasy points last week. Um, so I, I think it's a fair you know, assumption that he's pretty close to 10 points a game. And I'll take that from my RB2 anytime. So sure. um, I like him. Okay. I, you're going to start him every week. All right. How much uh, do you think there's another running back out there with the last name Jekyll? What what a marketing uh, strategy that would be just to sign him just to have Jekyll and Hyde in your backfield. I'll give it to myself. What? Oh, you don't have enough confidence in your jokes, man. <laughs> but then again, I like all the jokes. Jekyll. Running, running back, back Jekyll. Is there ever has there ever been a Jekyll? Jack. Jekyll. Why is mm. wait? Hold on. I typed in J-E-K, and up on the suggestions is Jekyll running back. It's probably because I literally just searched for it. Wait, but why is it on here? Though? Why is it on my computer? Um, Because I am searching using the Eastleigh Fantasy Google account. Ah, uh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Are you also using the Eastleigh yes, Fantasy Google account? Okay. So. That was a little scary. Whoa, dude, is your mind blown? <laughs> <laughs> you ever read Jekyll and Hyde? No. I read from I was born till I was in twelfth grade, I probably read one book. What a rip off of the Hulk. Obviously I'm yeah. saying that tongue in cheek, it's backwards. Right. right. But because uh, people will be like, No man, the Hulk is a rip Okay. Yes. Just, I'm just okay. making a joke. Uh, one guy I, I do know, not see any running backs named Jekyll. I know one guy you wanted to talk about was Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I'm. Uh, look, I gave up on Devontae Parker. Me too. I've totally just, I given up. And that's why I want to talk about Jarvis Landry. Okay, how's Jarvis Landry doing? Here's Jarvis Landry's target numbers for the first four weeks: fifteen, eleven, seven, and ten. He's had double-digit targets three out of his four games. Now, again, he's not doing great with those targets. But let's keep in mind, the matchups weren't great. The travel was absurd. The most the team's ever traveled in four weeks. Um, and so, you know, a 2-2 two and two team after that, I, I think they're set for a better outlook on offense in general. That's not saying much because they've been piss poor, but I think it's it's optimistic for Landry owners. Um, he's a guy that I might buy low right now, honestly, because Parker is banged up again. I'm out on Parker, and I think Jarvis Landry is legitimately going to be a top 24 wide receiver for the rest of the season, and nobody is thinking that. No. Uh, just to back up what you're saying, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jake Cutler has given it to Jarvis Landry Forty percent of the targets uh, inside the red zone. So yeah. I'll just let me reiterate that Jarvis Landry has gotten the ball forty taking it from Jay yeah, Cutler forty percent of the time. Yeah. So I think forty percent is a pretty big target share inside the red yeah. zone for one. That six point six yards per catch will go up, and if that goes up, his target numbers 
are better than they've ever been. Um, I think he's still going to be an 85-90 catch guy. So in PPR, you're still liking him. Um, but I do think that yards per catch will go up. It has to go up. It's not going to be six yards per catch for the rest of the year. Um, so look for Jarvis Landry. I know he's the you know one guy that I put on this sheet and Dale put everybody else. So I just had to mention him. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. In 2015. Uh, his 110 catches season. Yeah, and I'm just looking at his average uh, yardage per catch, and it's up, it's up over 12 yards a catch for for his good 2015 season. 2006, That's 2016, 2016, he did pretty well as well. Um, yeah, uh, uh, 94 catches on that season. Yeah, and over over 10 yards per catch. So yep. if you just look at history, it looks like, but he's also never played with Jay Cutler. I miss Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Said, so I never thought I'd say that in my life. Uh, let's see. This year, he's at seven yards per catch. Lot six point six. Let's not even, let's not round that up. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I'm looking at that with some wrong data. Anyways, all right. You can move on. Okay. Uh, don't That's it. don't forget, guys. You can um, listen to our live show. We're gonna put it on all social media. We're also gonna put it on our website. Uh, sometime Thursday, where you can listen to us and what numbers you can call in. We would love to have a show where we just take call-ins the entire time, where we don't have to actually come up with like a a plan. <laughs> We're way better off the cuff. Do we look like people with a plan? No, no. Uh, Christian, do you want to talk to the fine folks that are listening about our partner, Draft? Draft. Listen, guys, um... Draft is the best possible way to play DFS because you can do a snake draft every week. You can get a real live draft with your buddies going in about five minutes. You can get that draft done. You can play for $1. You can play for $50. Um, You can set the league to how you want to do it if you want to do start from Thursday, today, all the way through to Monday. There's... So many things you can do with the Draft app. And now they've got several promotions going with us. They've got one, which you enter promo code Easley Fantasy, and you get a th- free entry to a $3 game with us. Join us. We're going to do a, probably a couple of those um, today and then a ton of them throughout the weekend. So that's promo code Easley Fantasy. You can follow myself, ESF Burrito. Follow Dale, ESF Dale. We'll be sending out challenges throughout the weekend. Not only that... But they've got uh, a special little thing going on, Dale, the the money-back guarantee. Can you tell them about that? Yeah, yeah. basically they're saying if you don't like it, if you're not satisfied with uh, how it works and you know the play and, and all that stuff, they are guaranteeing that you'll like it or your money back up to $100. So it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, worst-case scenario, you don't like it, and they just refund you your money. See, this is, this is what's going to happen, all right? You're going to use that promo code, Easily Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a free $3 entry. Yep. Okay? And then, You're going to do that first draft. Yep. You're going to say, holy crap, this is the best thing I've ever done. You're going to deposit money. Mm-hmm. I am then going to take your money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you're going to be like, damn. And then Money back guarantee. <laughs> and then two weeks later, you're going to use all of your child's uh, college fund to continue to play. 
No, and then two weeks later, your wife uh, is going to ask you, how come I'm receiving so many notifications for PayPal deposits? Yeah, I got a chance. I don't know why she's getting all my notifications, but I got to somehow turn that off. It's fine, man. Just keep giving me your money. I'm good. Uh, no, because she starts questioning it, and then she wants to go out to fancy dinners, and then when I say we don't have the money, she says, well, Jesus, you just put $50 in draft. And then I said, yeah, that's for the podcast. Like I, It's a business and expense. Then- and then uh, I start posting pictures of fancy dinners because, <laughs> yeah, my draft account looks good right now. It mine does not look so hot, man. I, I I'm, I'm so up and down. Super confident. I'm gonna lose a ton of money this yeah, week. Yeah. I'm so yeah. up and down. But anyways, uh, don't forget. Please guys, challenge us. Yeah, yeah. Promo code Easley Fantasy. Follow Dale ESF Dale. Yeah, because when you follow us, ESF I follow you. And then when we start drafts, basically I just invite everybody in my list. So it's first come first serve. You can't always get there on time but we're gonna do a ton so as soon as you see the notification pop up make sure you click it because you really don't have a lot of time to join because people start joining yeah all right christian i think that was a great episode again guys thank you um this looks like a nooner podcast which is okay uh we like to get them out earlier but i hope you enjoyed it and don't forget listen to our french friday show tomorrow friday uh for i'm sorry i'm on the draft app For Christian Brito, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.